This week's episode of Here's What I Don't Get is brought to you in part by Spite producer Dealey18, who's declared November No Hate November. And that's right, the entire month of November. Welcome back to Here's What I Don't Get from North to South, East to West, the only intercontinental podcast to tackle all of life's toughest issues and now life's greatest pleasures. Oh, also, also. <laughs> the longest consecutively running podcast on the See you Next Tuesday podcast network. I'm your host, Tab Burt, here every week. And with me this week, the man, the myth, the legend, terrified beyond the ability for rational thought. It's Uncle Buck. Yeah. You know, yeah. sometimes I really am. I um I wore my Halloween costume on last week's episode where Joel's internet went went out and we were no longer able to do the show via StreamYard. So So he couldn't see you. No. So you're just sitting in, in your basement in a costume. Kind of like I'm doing. You're sitting in your basement <laughs> basement in a costume, recording a podcast for, for no reason. Yeah. 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 Um yes, it was Halloween. It's now uh November first. I the hope best all month you- of the year. Uh, I hope all you guys are out there staying strong, you know, working on the honor system. I meant to, uh, I was going to post the GIF from uh, the episode of Seinfeld, the contest where Kramer walks in there and slaps you out his money. and goes, I'm out. I was going <laughs> to do it like 12 1 AM. Just, just start posting that in discords. But then I was busy, you know, out being uh, social with people. Yeah. Being a human. Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. <clears throat> My boss won how- the costume contest. Say again. My boss won the costume contest at the bar we went to. Oh, very good. Yeah. Um, my my son got really, really mad at me and Aunt Buck. So we took him trick-or-treating last night um to a, a neighborhood where some friends of ours live. And it's a big neighborhood, big neighborhood. Uh, like a little housing subdivision kind of thing. And we were wandering the streets, and this year he wanted to be Link from the Legend of Zelda, which is fine. You know, he's got his little uh it, oh ridiculous ridiculously overpriced link costume from spirit Halloween as we do. Uh, and my daughter went as like a pumpkin, like just an orange dress with a smile on it, which is fine. Okay. Whatever. Uh, and so Ian was really excited. He was like, man, uh, everyone's going to like really dig my link costume. And I was like, cool. Uh, last year you know, I've been building a ghostbusters costume for God knows how long. Um, and aunt Buck got like one of the spirit Halloween or maybe Walmart special. I think it was Party City. Party City Ghostbusters costumes. I got her a spirit pack to put on. So we're walking around, and like every time Ian would go to the door, people would be like, Oh, are you Peter Pan? Are you Robin Hood? <laughs> and he'd be like, I'm I'm Link. I'm Link from the Legend of Zelda. He's like seven. So he's like really yeah. getting mad. They start like smashing he, everyone's flower pots. Yeah, he did. It was and, and stealing their rupees. And then everyone like was catcalling us from like down the street, like Ghostbusters. People would drive by playing the song <laughs> on their car stereos. And so, and like he, he finally he got really mad. He was like, Why is everyone shouting Ghostbusters? I was like, Because like every, I mean, like if you put the effort into a costume like this. People yeah. recognize like it doesn't have to be a good one, but well, everyone for I, some reason recognizes it. It's a it's a lot more iconic, and it's also a lot more like recognizable. The Zelda is just like a Renaissance Fair costume 
and then you run around and you make you make like little grunting gay grunting noises yeah 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 and, um so then we uh uh aunt buck's mom is, is in the hospital has been out of the hospital for weeks and uh uh, which is part of why we're so late tonight. We're over there visiting her, but we went after trick or treating still in our costumes. And she was like, we can't just walk up in the hospital dressed like ghostbusters. I was like, watch, watch. So we walk in like, and normally hospitals are like really stringent on masks and everything. I walked in, yeah. I just looked at them. I, I picked up one of their COVID masks and just walked right by. They're like, still doing that. They're still making people wear masks and in, in hospitals. hospitals and yeah. Shit. Yeah. So and so lame. like, I kind of casually like held it, Where's my phone? I kind of held it adjacent to my face like this as I walked through the hallways. No one cared. <laughs> but everyone was like, dude, that's an awesome costume. Ghostbusters. Yeah. Who are you going to call? Or then there's the weird people who recognize that there's a question that you ask, but they're, they don't remember they what, don't it know is. what it is. So like, <laughs> what you going to do? I was like, what? <laughs> or last year, this, this, this guy was like, hey, Ghostbusters, huh? what you going to do about it? I was like, what? <laughs> okay uh, yeah sure i i mean I, the, the enthusiasm is is the point yeah um yeah. i steal the show everywhere i go well, we've got our our cat cam on uh for all those yeah. people that, that are listening if you watch live you get you may get to see the cat cam uh yeah my halloween was a uh, pretty low-key went out to this bar that was kind of nearby with some people and uh, they had a big costume contest. I like walking around and guessing people's costumes. One guy was dressed as the Unabomber, which was That's pretty awesome. great. Yeah. How many Jeffrey Dahmers did you see? I didn't see any Jeffrey Dahmers. Uh, I I did see one other guy in a Star Trek costume. So he that was kind of funny. He he was like he was in uh, the TNG gold shirt, and I was in, I wore my Captain's variant of the Dominion War era <coughs> uniform. And uh, I actually, I posted on Instagram, I recreated that final shot from, um, what's it called? In the Pale Moonlight from Deep Space Nine. Okay. So, follow me Um, I did not see any Star Trek last night or Star Wars. I didn't see any, uh, I don't think I saw any Marvel superheroes. I mostly saw people dressed as clowns. And that was the weirdest thing. People dressed as clowns. uh, That stupid T-Rex costume that makes me want to, like... Oh, the inflatable T-Rex costume? Yeah, that makes me want to punt children over fences when I God, see it. I fucking hate those costumes. They, they do. They have all kinds now. They're like different stupid things and you wear Among this us, thing. Yeah. Minions. Like, Last year, Annabelle went as SpongeBob, which, you know, okay, whatever, I guess. Um, I mean, she, she did it, you know. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Halloween stores, uh, Truckin' and Tuckin' sent... Uh, Tim and I a message this afternoon. The Halloween store that Truckin' and Tuckin' and I worked for for a year that fired mm-hmm. us after we built their haunted house. Like we finished construction on the haunted house, and then the next day we were we were fired. Wow! Uh, they went it burned out, down. Yeah, they went out of business today. They they so it figuratively burned down. Yeah. Uh, they at one point the owner sold the company to another guy, and then. They just came back and forced him out and took it back over. And now they are kaput. So fuck you guys. They had a fire sale, which consisted of making everything 50% off. So that's cool. Yeah, that was that was a, a very satisfying bit of news to receive today. Yeah, it's um it's always very satisfying to watch a former place of employment that did you dirty 
just completely get uh what they what they got coming to them yeah what they got coming to them um that that that's a that's a theme of mine this week uh not for me personally but for someone i care a lot about who got done dirty so yeah you know who you are if you're watching I, I have no idea what he's talking about. Uh, well, no, anyway. you don't. I haven't talked to him about it. It happened today. Anyway, um, I you know I think that's that's enough for a catch up. Are you ready to? So this month, month of November, by spite producer right. request, we are doing no hate November. It's going to be a month full of positivity and giving thanks. And so uh, we're not doing issues. Although I do think there'll probably be some good ranting and raving. Uh, so potentially. We're going to be talking about do gets. Uh, I think it's a great idea. I'm really looking forward yeah. to it. And uh, let's see if let's see if people can like figure out the theme of my do gets over the course of the month. So you know, like pay close attention. Okay, Buck. What is your do get this month? All right. Here's what I do get: running water. Mm. Uh, I I do get running water. Because I didn't get running water for a couple of days there. And uh, man, that really sucks. So uh, as, as many of you know who follow the show or, or care about me at all, um, we bought this house back in 2020. And it was an elderly couple that had it. The house was built the same year I was born. So it's a 40-year-old house. Um, and a lot of the fixtures were original, like the gold shag carpet that we had to tear out Uh Uh, the wall paneling you see behind me is definitely original to the seventies and eighties. Like that is no joke. That is, that's straight up original. Um, But a lot of the water fixtures were original and we, um, you know, you could go through and update them, but that involves hiring a plumber and you you have a certain budget that you have to operate in. Yeah. Especially when you just like purchasing a house, there's, there's, you know, you get the big things and you work, you, you kind of polish in the other changes. So I'd already had to replace one sink faucet about a year ago. I did it myself because you can just go buy a sink faucet, do whatever. That, that's not so bad. Um, I know how to turn the water off at the road. I know how to do all that. So uh, our shower is the, was was the style where it had the hot handle and the cold handle, and then the middle was the handle for turning on the shower, mm, right? Yeah. And they, I, they, I've got I've got one better for you. This is my <laughs> setup. I have the hot handle and cold handle, right, for the for the tub, and those come together with a, a center point that that's where the water comes out. Mm-hmm. But then there's a, a handle on the wall, and the handle on the wall just turns the shower on. Yeah, and, and there's no so, temperature control. So the way you control the temperature is you is turn that handle on, hot and water, and then the, you turn the the tub of the opposite of what you want. Like, oh, this is too cold. Let me turn the cold water on shooting down into the tub so that what's coming out of the the shower head so it's a huge waste of water but it doesn't oh. matter because i have no water meter so okay so okay so i was mistaken i was thinking it was one of the things where it actually diverted all of the water and so then what you had to do is just be like oh the shower's too too cold i will turn the cold water back so that more hot water comes through or i'll turn the hot yeah. water up um which is what i was doing right so I had these little metal faucet handles and I would turn the hot all the way on into the tub. Then I would turn the cold on to get it to the desired temperature. Then I would turn on my Bluetooth speaker so I could listen to music and podcast while I was in the shower because I'm bougie like that. And then I would turn on the shower handle and it would make this God awful shriek. And you could always tell when someone's taking a shower in my house because it sounds like, um, like a mech or something. This horrible shrieking noise from all those handles. We'd already had trouble out of it once where the 
the hot water got to where it wouldn't turn off. That was like six months ago. So this guy that goes to my church, he's a plumber. We asked his his advice. He was like, um, let me come by and take a look at it. Let me come back to, you know, like we'll get, I think I can find that style still. It's an old style, but I think I can find one and I'll just, you know, I'll swap it out for you. Pay me for the parts. Don't worry about the labor. It's like, you know, a, a, a church thing. So I'm like, okay, cool, cool, cool. You know, if there's ever a favor I can turn for you, let me know. Fine. Six months later, the cold handle that's already been replaced, already been replaced, does it again. Uh, just sporadically one night showers working fine. We noticed the shower pressure is kind of getting a little low and I'm thinking, uh-huh. okay, get some CLR, clean the shower head, whatever. Um, then one day this cold just won't turn off at, at all, <laughs> at all. You can crank that thing down as tight as you want. It's open and it's all the way open. So I'm telling Aunt Buck, uh, still naked. I'm like, Hey, I think I need to go down to the road and turn the water off because the shower, you know, just doesn't work. The shower's not turned off. Oh God, what are we going to do? I was like, well, I'm going to, you know, put on, put on some clothes and we're going to dump d- gallons and gallons of water down the drain while I do this. And then I'm going to go down to the road in the dark with a pair of pliers, rip that concrete box open. And with the pliers, turn the, the ball valve, turn the water off, except in the dark, that doesn't work because for one, our ball valve is turned on its side. And it's dark. So you're trying to hold a phone oh. with one hand or a flashlight or something and reach down there with pliers and you can't. It was, just, it was a nightmare. I finally went into our backyard where we have our septic tank and there's like a T-rod that's a diverter for the diverter. I use that instead, except that it's not a real good fit. So it's like playing Jenga, like trying to crank it this way and that way. And oh, man, it was nasty. Got the water turned off. I was like, OK, so tomorrow we'll just call uh, we'll call him. We'll call him Tommy at church. We'll call Tommy. <clears throat> and we'll see what he recommends. Uh, so uh, the, actually, the next day was church. So we just go to church. I'm like, hey, man, um, that thing that happened with our shower a couple months ago happened again. So uh, we got the water turned off at the road. What do you think we should do? He's like, okay, the first thing you need to do is um, go to the store and buy another, like just a whole new shower set. Like, don't get the kind with the handles. We'll just rip all that out. You know, we'll do the same thing we did last time. We'll just rip all that out and replace it with like a modern one that doesn't screw up so bad. I'm like, okay, cool. He's like, this is the brand. This is the price range you need to go for. Okay. Then he goes, actually, wait a minute. You know, I know where to get the best price on it. I'll just go pick it up and you can pay me back. Fine, fine, fine. Uh, so when you want to do this, because, uh, you know, we're, we're without water. Um, I'll be there tomorrow. Okay, cool, cool, cool. This might have been, no, I'm sorry, this wasn't, this was Wednesday, Wednesday night. I told you wrong. Because it was Tuesday night it happened. So anyway, so um, so we go an evening where if you want to use the toilet or wash your hands or wash dishes, do laundry, you have to run down to the street, turn the water on, run back in the house, take a dump, flush the toilet, wash your hands, run back out and turn the water off. Um, now, okay. imagine doing that with a family full of four people. Especially when the kids keep forgetting and they're like, we eventually started setting water bottles next to the sink. Like, we'll all, you know, like if it's if it's yellow, let it mellow and we'll flush it like tonight, mm-hmm. which is gross because then your bathroom starts to smell like ammonia. But it's one of those things. And like, we'll wash your hands with this water bottle. Uh, we just, you know, we'll eat out because, you know, you can't like if you run the dishwasher, you got to sit there having gallons and gallons and gallons of water just going down the drain for no reason. And that gets expensive. <clears throat> so we, uh, it ended up being like four or five days of just, you know, very, very minimal running water 
with at least no running water without an excessive amount of effort. You you like live uh, you were like living in a third world country there for a while. Well, you know it was it was weird. So there's um there's a and it's been around forever. Like the guys who are really into bushcraft and like uh, bugging out as they call it. Like you uh-huh. know the government's coming and hey and I've been real guilty of like like thinking hey maybe I should start preparing for the uh, the coming apocalypse when I have to. What are you doing? Every time he goes off camera, I get nervous. <clears throat> I'm dealing with my cat. Okay, sorry. I thought you were like getting a prop or something that you're going to wave at me. So, um, <clears throat> I've been guilty of like, oh man, maybe I should start, you know, stocking up on some food, some ammunition, and uh, you know, because you never know when like things are going to go really south. Uh, this week, I've learned I can, I'm not, you know, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna die. I'm, I'm just straight <laughs> gonna die. Um, I choose, I choose death because I went five days without convenient running water, and I was such a diva about it. I was like, oh. I'm not. I'm not one of these survivalists. I'm not. It's like it's like an, a, a refreshing identity uncrisis. Yeah. Because I felt inadequate as a prepper. I was like, oh, that's because I'm not. I'm just gonna die. Like I'm gonna be the guy that shows up at your at your door with a shotgun and steals your water instead. Because Hunting, I didn't. Uh, wild Chick Fil A's. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, definitely. It's gonna happen. Um, like I can. You know, we have a fireplace. I can have heat. I'm not going to survive without electricity because I can't sleep without my CPAP. So that I'm just, I'm, you know, when the inevitable shutdown happens, I'm just going to sacrifice myself in the name of the greater good and make way for those who are more prepped than me. Because, the, um, like the thing that's weird to me, and maybe it's the, well, no, it's not the age of your house. Cause my house is a lot older than yours. Uh, my my like i'm in my basement right and all my plumbing runs through the basement so i can like see the pipes out in the other part of the the basement and there are like connection points basically every time it goes up into like the kitchen or the bathroom or wherever there's a a valve that i can just turn that that section off you know that would be real convenient yeah and i'm like why is that not standard everywhere? Because that because then you'd just be like, ah, the shower's broken. Let me turn off the shower. And the whole rest of the house is fine. Well, but the then, reason is because valves leak. Yeah, but uh but all but that it basically like saves you from having to do everything and you can just do the one little thing. Yeah, that would have been real convenient. Um I would have been I would have been super like the first time when it was the hot water handle and I could just turn off the hot water heater. Mm-hmm. And then it would like, you know, drip and we'd like turn off at the, at the, at the box. Mm-hmm. Um, so you don't, you know, blow your house up. Uh, that would have been, that would have been fine this time, except it wasn't, it was just gallons and it was like full force cold water all the time. Yeah. So um, eventually uh, they did come. Uh, he, he sent some of his guys while we were at work, we left them a key. We showed them how to get to it. And uh, they came and um, ripped out the wall in my kitchen. Oh, to get to the the valves behind the wall. Well, it was two rooms over. Oh. Uh, so I come home and I'm like, okay, I'm going to have this. And apparently there is like a, a pipe they needed to get to somewhere. So we bought this house. The other thing that came with it was one of those geriatric walk-in tubs mm-hmm. that we don't use because it's full of mold from the, the elderly couple that lived here. Have I ever told the story about what yeah, happened? You, the first? You did. It was super gross. Yeah. All the, the flakes of, of garbage coming up out of yeah. the... Uh, See, what I don't understand about that story is that, like, when we moved into the house that I lived in in North Carolina, we had a jacuzzi tub. And the first thing we did was filled it up above the jets, 
poured in about a gallon of bleach and then just let it cycle for about two hours. Well, so here's, um, uh, yes, Mr. Kill everything has, I have children. I, we, 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 he, we all just read, unless I miss something, sounds like you were over tightening your valves and you close them. Yeah. Well, I have a seven year old son who likes to like climb. So when I went to inspect the, the valve that wouldn't close, it was bent. So I think he was jumping on it, honestly, or hanging. <laughs> and I'm, I'm not exaggerating about that. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, I lost my train of thought or all the, uh, yeah. So when we got the, the, the tub and we had gone through a process, I wasn't there for the process, right? I was doing other things in other parts of the house. I was sick because we were pulling up carpets and breathing that crap in, which I recommend you don't do. Uh, so my father-in-law told us he cleaned the tub out and I was like, okay, cool. And he's a guy who knows how to clean things. Like he's, he's very meticulous cleaner. And so part of me just assumed that that meant the jets were cleaned out and we were good until I found out they weren't. And that's, you know, that's not on him. He just didn't think of it. He's thinking about, he cleaned out the, he bleached the tub, you know, he bleached it out, washed it out. So when I got in the tub and turned the jets on and all that mold and human excrement started shooting out of the jets, that was really gross. So they had to tear out the wall behind my stove in the kitchen to get inside of that tub. It's plumbing to get to the shower in the other bathroom. So it's like this pipe dream maze of, of, of around corners and under things. Uh, so I come home expecting my nice new shower installation. And instead I find my stove in the middle of the kitchen floor, no dude there. They had, they had left uh, a hole in my kitchen wall that I was unprepared for. And uh, I mean, the, the, the shower fixtures were there. I was like, Oh, well that's good. Uh, and then it took like a couple hours for them to finally show back up, which they, they didn't have my number. There's, I'm not going to blame them on it. They were actually out getting parts they needed. They eventually showed back up and fixed it. But uh, go ahead. So my dad and I, we got hired <coughs> a couple of times to install tile for people. And, um, you know, we did like this this bathroom in some house that someone was trying to sell. And we did someone's backsplash. I, I think we did some other stuff. But um, one of the things my dad instilled in me was uh, when you go do a job like that, you – when you leave, you wanted to leave it better than you found it so that people walk in and it's like you were never there, but some, but, but there's tile now where there yeah. wasn't before. And so <clears throat> he would always like, we would always sweep the floors and, and wipe everything down and like clean yeah, our tools and anything we made, you know, if we were like tracking dirt in and out, like clean up all that stuff to a, to a point that was above the level of when we walked in. And it's something that I still strive to do to this day so that when I get asked to do a project, like the project is finished and you're not dealing with, Oh, here's the next step of me. I got to, yeah, thanks. Thanks for fixing the, the shower. Now I have like a fucking stove in the middle of my, my kitchen for no reason. Well, they did eventually put the stove back. I haven't checked, uh, mostly out of dread to see if there's still a hole in the wall to the bathroom. <clears throat> but what I did notice is my shower where they did the work is full of debris where they had to cut. Yeah. <clears throat> that kind of and shit. Also, and also, uh, so when we bought the house, you know, as I mentioned a, a few minutes ago, uh, gold shag carpet all through the upstairs, including on the stairs. And so we spent several thousand dollars replacing that carpet with nice new carpet um, and that carpet is now red. 
because Red. because they just mud, 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 mud Jesus everywhere. Christ. Oh my! I, so now we do have that three-legged dog, right? She uh-huh. has tracked mud into the house a couple of times. We wised up. We went and spent a hundred bucks on Amazon and got a carpet shampooer that's about the size of like your normal stand-up vacuum cleaner. Yeah. So it's not like it's insurmountable, but also I don't know if it was like cleats on their boots or if they just kind of walk through with spikes or hooks or something. Little pinpricks are in the little little nits, as you call them, are in the in the carpet now. So that's fun too. So now if I want to vacuum the carpet, it's going to look like uh, like pulling wire out of the wall. You know what I mean? Just you know, like these little lines. Yeah, it's. Uh, see, I. Uh, but that hey. level of like disrespect for another person's home. Well, they were in a hurry and I, you know, like the guy that owns the company, he's doing me a favor. Uh, so I haven't seen the bill yet. I don't know how much it's going to be. Maybe he's not doing me a favor. I hope he's doing me a favor. But anyway, <laughs> like he, he's a good guy and I like him. And when he did the work the first time, hey, it went great. Uh, you know, well, that's because it's gonna... his name on the side of the van, not like Joe Dumbass. <laughs> well, he, he definitely sent two of his guys this time and hey, like it's fixed. But I was like, oh. Yeah, uh, my my bathtub looks like Fallout Three. You know, just yeah. You had to get the vacuum out and suck up all that shit. No, there were that's, chunks. So that that's the kind of thing that uh, that like my dad made sure that we we clean that up when our when our tile job was done. You could walk in that kitchen and cook dinner right afterwards. You could go get take a shower right afterwards. You didn't even need to check. Yeah, I will say uh, while the stove was in the middle of the room, I did take the opportunity to clean off the sides because there it fits very tightly into that space. And stuff so guess, drips down. Yeah, and I didn't yeah. know that stuff dripped down. And so when I saw the side of my stove, I was like, oh, that's utterly I, – I, I feel like one of those – um, like a hoarder. Mm-hmm. You know, like like the, everything in the house is just like that layer of slime running down it. That's kind of what I felt like. So uh, I, I definitely much chagrined that they saw that cleaned up the sides of the stove and – and whatnot uh but yeah it was um running water i get it yeah uh, that's massive luxury if you've never been without it don't the don't. i i remember um <clears throat> as as a kid we would go backpacking like spring break go out backpacking and uh i always you know you really appreciate the world that you live in where you can walk in to a place and take a dump and then it's just like gone because when you're like working (laughs) in in the woods you have to dig a hole and bury it and all that kind of stuff and then we would get water uh the first year we were using iodine pellets to make our water potable so we just get like stream water and you and then you put iodine in it you let it sit for 30 minutes and now it's like it won't kill you basically where yeah. you and, boil it yeah you can do that too uh but then the next year someone brought this little hand pump that would hand pump pure clean water out and holy shit was that a game changer yeah uh um, and then a, a few years ago i got one of those life straw water bottles and you could basically put anything in there you could put dr pepper in there oil, yeah. and you drink out like clean <clears throat> clear water that would didn't have flavor or any of that kind of stuff and that was a great water bottle um, but all those times of, of doing that as a kid, it's like, this is, this is way more convenient. Cause the other thing about like in the woods, right. So you dig a hole, you to bury your own shit. And then you, will you wash your hands in like stream water with a, a bar of soap? Like, is this, 
is this just a, a net loss? Like, I know someone up this river, like, peed in it earlier. Maybe. So I'm probably rubbing my hands with pee water to but clean my hands. Someone else's gonorrhea yeah. pee. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. got you. Um, so th- it's funny that you mentioned that. Um, the first point I'm going to say is that's you kind of expect that when you go camping, though, and so you plan for it. Mm-hmm. You don't usually have a contingency plan for when you're, you know, you wake up in the middle of the night and you have to pee, and you're like, oh, I can't wash my hands now. I just have to go back to bed with with piss hands. Yeah. Um, so, um, that's one thing there was, it's funny that you brought up camping though. There was a story from several years ago, me and some buddies of mine decided we were going to go camping, um, at this property that actually used to be the home of my great, great grandmother, something like that. Um, we don't, my family doesn't own the property now it's owned by someone related to one of the guys that we were going with. And it's kind of all in the same area. And so I was like, Oh, I get, we're going to go camping up here. It was called the money place because that was her name. I think she might've been my great grandmother. Uh, it's where she grew up. And I was like, Oh, I want to get to see this place where my great grandmother grew up. And there's like a house there and it's dilapidated, but you could like explore it. We found like a dead possum that was bloated. It was, it was awesome. So we go camping up here for a couple of days and we didn't bring shovels, but it's a huge field. Right. And we brought our water and wet wipes or whatever. So one of our buddies, Adam goes out just into the tall grass to take a dump. Um, in the meantime, kind of as an aside, there was a stray dog that had showed up. Uh-huh. Um, it, it belonged to someone around there, but it wasn't being well taken care of. It was real shaggy. Uh, there was a collar on it with no tag. So we knew it was somebody's dog and it was very friendly with us. So we let it hang around. Um, he goes out there and takes like a nasty diarrhea dump out in the weeds. And 30 minutes later, this dog comes wandering up to us and has been out there rolling in it. <laughs> Because we were like, oh, my God, what stinks? We look at that dog looks like he's been rolling in the mud, but that's not mud. That's not that's, mud. That's, that's Adam. He's been rolling in. So um, we nicknamed the dog Old Shits. <laughs> uh, and then the dog comes over and, like, starts trying to, like, lay on us, rub up against us like a cat. And we're like, no, no shits. Get away from here. Get get, get out. Get out. And then I had taken my guitar thinking this would be smart. Um, but history has proven that I'm not the smartest guy in all cases. So this dog... Uh, pees all over my guitar case. Uh, chews up half our stuff. It was a, it was a real real nightmare. But we didn't we didn't think about you know burying that which comes from us. We just yeah left it out for this dog to find and then like a retriever like a Labrador he just brought it right back. Uh, such lovely times. Speaking of running water, uh, I, I don't know <laughs> if I ever told this story on the podcast, but so the job that I had in Tulsa before the scamdemic we. I started and there were all these signs on the on the water fountains like, sorry, the, these water fountains are out of order. And the reason why they were out of order was because the water that was being served out of the water fountains was non-potable. Oh, it was like not gray water. Yeah, because there was they were having this renovation done and they hired Mullen Plumbing, the worst plumbing company on the face of the planet. Mark Wayne Mullen, who then became like a, a U.S. state uh, Oklahoma representative to the to Congress, um, he ran on a, a platform of term limits. And when he hit the years of his claim that what term limit should be, do you know he what bailed. he did? He kept going. He kept going and said, well, we don't have term <laughs> limits. We don't have term limits yet. So uh, it's fine for me to run again. Just a huge piece of shit human being. So anyway, so he has this plumbing company come in 
uh, they, they hired, they get hired to do this stuff. And this building didn't have any AC compressors. You know, most AC in your house, you've got like the big, the big com- compressor coil. What is it? You have a, an evaporator coil, coil inside and the condenser coil outside and you right. put the free under pressure and then you blow a fan across it and you get the temperature. Well, this, this building didn't have that because it was, it was old. What it was in was a chill water supply and then a steam supply. So gotcha. uh, chill water came from this plant where they cooled it down to like 30 degrees and they had these additives in it so that it wouldn't freeze additives that would kill you. Yeah. Oh, okay. Never mind. And, uh, so the chill water comes in, it comes into a, a box, and then a fan blows across a coil with this cold water, and you get cold air. And now you are you have air conditioning without any compressors or noise. So, so they, they went in, and they were working in this dressing room on something, and they they were running these pipes, and they plumbed the potable water supply to the building in with the uh crossed it with the chill water supply to this cooling unit in the dressing room and then rather than be like oh shit we fucked up they peeled the labels off the pipes and put the fucking opposite labels on there so that when people went and inspected it and were like yeah that's that's chill water and that's potable water so they put all this fucking chemical shit. The The water coming out of the fountains is green. It's like antifreeze, basically, is what's in this chill water system. Fantastic. And uh, the contractor was never held responsible. The staff at our building ended up figure, finally figuring out because they were like, it had to have happened here. They were working in this room, and then suddenly the water fountains were green. And... Uh, they sure enough, they went and figured it out that they had swapped the labels. Nobody got fired. The whole thing was fucking ridiculous. And they never like, they never made the announcement of, Oh, b- by the way, the water's drinkable again. They just took the signs down. Uh, just a, just a, a huge piece of shit company. Uh, Mullen plumbing is a piece of shit company. The company <laughs> I worked for in Tulsa is a piece of shit company. I cannot believe that some of those people still have fucking jobs there. Oh, believe it. Believe uh, it. So yeah, during that time, upward. yeah, during that, yeah, they do fail upwards. The person, the person who was the operations manager who was supposed to be overseeing these contractors is now the vice president of operations. But that doesn't really mean anything because everyone at this company now is either a vice president or a director of something. They like they reorganized. They have the most lops upside down pyramid organization of like just all these VP. You're either a VP, a director, or a coordinator. And then the coordinator actually has staff underneath them. And that staff number is usually like three. And meanwhile, gotcha. they have like a CEO, a CFO, a general manager. All of this is in one building. They have like 30 employees and, <clears throat> and they have all of these fucking this title bloat going on. Ridiculous. Uh, but Too many chiefs and not enough Indians. Exactly. And fucking no running water that works. I, I, yeah. I, I to this day don't really trust the water that comes out of uh those those things and they have the other thing is they have the water fountain where you push the button has the the bottle filler you know and people think that that bottle filler is filtered because a lot of them now have a filter in them uh not this place they're it's non-filtered water it's the same shitty water coming out of the out of the bottle filler uh goes right back to fallout where you just drink the water and your rad count goes up mm mm-hmm 
Yeah, gotcha. So, I've been playing and, Fallout 4 lately, so a lot of Fallout references this episode, I guess. Yeah, you, uh, you've you been playing a lot with the, what's the little Walther PPK gun that you get that's like a rare item, the Persuader or no. something? No, I've been, um, I, I don't know, I just started over and I was like, you know what, I just I just want a combat shotgun that kills everything. Mm. I, I did a run where I played with like 10 luck and zero everything else nice and so the game got really zany really quick it was a lot of fun <laughs> yeah um, i highly recommend it i also i also did through modding with fallout 4 that was my favorite thing because i would just mod the game too so that i could just go out of walk out of the the vault and then mod my character into what i wanted the my end game to be instead of having to like grind through everything yeah instead of having to grind through those first 20 levels to get the like perks you want i'm just like let me try this game this way and like i build a perk package play as that character build a perk package play as that character and then i'd be like all right i'm done this game sucks yeah uh, anyway well yeah. that brings us to miller episode which means it's time for this episode is brought to you in part by the rakeda news network definitely not fake news well, Buck, we've got some news. This is from Gangrenous Lee, a correspondent with RNN. Uh, what the fuck? Body of missing Indonesian woman was discovered fully intact inside of a 22-foot python. Villager, okay. Villagers of, have found the body of this missing Indonesian grandmother inside the belly of a python they killed over the weekend. Jaharaha who only has a first name, as is customary in Indonesia, went out to collect rubber on Sunday morning in the forest on Sumatra Island. Her husband began to worry after she failed to return home that night, prompting him to alert other villagers and report her missing. The search party was organized that night to find the 54-year-old grandmother, but they only found her sandals, headscarf, and jacket, and the tools she used to gather rubber at the time. Uh, they found success a day later when they discovered a 22-foot-long python with a bulging stomach resting in the woods. The villagers captured the snake, dissected its body, and they found her undigested remains still intact inside the python's stomach. Uh, they, the snake was killed by the locals, and uh, the police said that the victim's body was not destroyed when we found her inside the snake, meaning that she only been recently swallowed whole. Uh, although it's unclear how she was killed, Anto speculated that she could have been snatched by the python's jaw and was slowly suffocated to death before it swallowed her whole. Um, this is like a cartoon. A python eating a whole-ass person. What immediately went to my mind was Grandma went out looking for rubbers and just got a python, you know? <laughs> ba -dooch. Yeah. So, I, um, how, do you, how do you get eaten whole, though? Like, that's... <laughs> well, so pythons, I mean, they can they can get pretty big. And you said it was like 20 something feet. That's a, yeah. that's a pretty big snake. And they can get as big around as my thigh. And that's pretty big. So yeah. um it's kind of like Komodo dragons, except they don't eat you whole, right? Like this this thing is big enough to take you out, and it will. It will if it decides it's hungry enough. And so if it gets a hold of you, you can put up a struggle, you can do whatever, but eventually if it gets its way all around you, it'll suffocate you to death, and then they just unhinge their jaw and gulp, gulp, gulp. Yeah, apparently this is a constrictor, so it probably crushed her to death and then ate her whole. Well, constrictors can also suffocate you. I mean, it's yeah, it's like they they crush you to the point where you can't breathe. Yeah, so, it's, yeah, uh, that's man, that that's like there, there's a, a meme. I mean, it's a cartoon thing for you 
like have a, a snake crawling around and has like a whole ass moose sticking out of its sides. Kind of like a, a wily coyote hole in the wall. It's like the shape of the person standing up. <laughs> kind of like yeah. that episode from uh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force where that snake eats Master Shake. And he's like, let's get it drunk so it'll puke him up. And then an hour later, Shake's drunk and he's like, it smells like a brewery in here. <laughs> yeah, no, that's I mean, that's that's horrifying, but I can see where you're coming from. Um, if it were a cartoon, though, they'd cut it open and she'd just like pop out and be fine. Yeah, she'd be fine. She wouldn't be dead. Uh, I've got one here from Matt, from Dad Cucks. Maryland homebuyers are distraught after finding strangers living in their new house and refusing to leave. Uh, the couple expected Tuesday to be the day they would close the, on their home in Prince George's County, Maryland. Instead, they are still working on finding a means to clear out squatters. They're definitely having that feeling they're just so distraught about the whole thing. They're almost in that place and not wanting to move forward. When the squatters were discovered, they presented what they claimed was a lease, granting them access to the property, and the couple nope. called the police. It was illegal for them to be there, and the officers should move them at that time. Uh, yeah. Police referred the couple to the sheriff's office since it was a civil <clears throat> matter. Um Jordan vocalized her concern over Maryland squatter laws, which are adding legal challenges to the couple's attempt to kick out the trespassers. I think that yep. it puts the burden on the new owners. It puts a burden, honestly, on the taxpayers to have to go through a court process to remove people who should never be there in the first place, and that needs to change. Uh, as they continue their, to fight legal hurdles to acquire their new home, they're also, they also expressed outrage at the system. It's like they're protecting the criminals and not protecting the actual ones that need to be protected. Welcome to the whole fucking point of the police force, dipshit. Glad it took you this long to fucking figure that out. Well, so Aunt Buck is from Maryland and her family, a lot of her family still up there. And yeah. they people in Maryland refer they to steal it a as house the, too. Yes. Um, <laughs> it's referred to as the People's Republic of Maryland. Okay. So just to give you an idea there of what you're dealing with. Yeah. And that is a system designed to basically thwart uh people who want to work. But um squatter laws, I actually watched a documentary on this about a year ago, or maybe less. There are laws that make it really, really hard to get squatters out. All they have to do is squat there long enough to receive mail. If you can produce a piece of mail uh, that has your name on it uh-huh. and is like is postmarked from somewhere else, which only takes a couple of days, um, you can then, they have to go through an entire legal process to evict you that can take months, if not years, and there's nothing you can do about it. It's fucking it is, ridiculous. It's absolutely absurd. So my solution, um, we're going to just go back to Fallout 4 and just, you know. So what you could do, what you could do, right, is say you say you like your neighbor's house. Uh, I, I just call it Buck. I'm like, hey, Buck, uh, send <clears throat> me an, an, a letter. Uh, send it to 2245 South Winston-Salem Winston Avenue in uh, St. Louis. And, uh, and then I'll, and so you, you're like, all right, it's in the mail. I wait until it shows up. I like check the mailbox every day. When I see that that thing has arrived, I just move in. break into the house. I'm like, fuck you. I live here now. I think you have to have your stuff there first, but why um, I'll just take their stuff. As long as you're not fucking convicting me for stealing the house. What are you going to fucking convict me for stealing the things in the house? These people, yeah. these people should be able to walk in this fucking house, pull out a gun, and kill fucking all of these squatters. No goddamn questions asked. You're in my fucking house. Get the fuck out of my house. Yeah, I agree. Um, and it, of course, laws vary by state, but 
it's um there's a whole documentary about like it's called the worst roommate ever and it's uh one oh. of the episodes specifically is about it and it's like yeah uh they, there's this dude that kept doing this he would be like hey i want to be a roommate here he'd show up he'd pay rent for like a month and then long enough to get his mail there and then he just stopped paying rent and they'd be like well you're not paying rent and you're also like a creepy serial killer a-hole you gotta go and he'd be like no nah, i'm not going anywhere me and my dog who who destroys everything are just gonna live here forever and he would be mean to people and it was like he'd, he'd get violent it was really nuts um, yeah the, the um in chicago this happens where people will will move into a place they'll pay like first month's last last month not pay month rent for a month because in illinois or for a year in illinois if you you can't evict someone until they haven't paid rent for a year and then they get to the end of that year and rather than deal with that they then they move out having not paid the rent and go do it to some other poor schmuck and people go like landlords are bad landlords are bad like well when you have fucking people like this well landlords get screwed a lot like yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not going to um I'm not gonna defend crummy landlords, but like I know a lot of people who have like bought a property, like they lived in a house, they bought a new house and they just rented out the old one. And like the amount of absurdity you have to deal with to do that it almost makes it not worth it. Especially when you have like all of a sudden you are the you're 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 basically canceled. Yeah. For for utilizing your own resources. It's well, absolutely I'm, insane. It is insane. And speaking of uh not of utilizing your resources. I've got a story here from Norway. I actually, I kind of want to go to Norway. It's like on my list of places outside <laughs> the United States. I want to visit a man in Norway is sparking outrage on social media after he was uh, sympathetically interviewed about his decision to begin identifying as a disabled woman. On October 28th, Good Morning Norway's aired an, aired an interview with Jorund Victoria Alm, a 53, an able-bodied male who now identifies as a disabled woman. In the interview, Alme stated that he had always wished he had been born a woman who was paralyzed from the waist down. <laughs> like, all right, yeah, I realize you, you want to be a woman. Uh, I want to be an even more worthless woman. Uh Alme, a senior credit analyst for Handels Banking in Oslo, has received positive coverage in Norwegian media since he first announced his trans disability publicly on Facebook in 2020. He was he has given several interviews on often alongside his wife, Agnes Mjalseth. Despite okay. having no physical handicaps, Alme currently utilizes a wheelchair almost all the time. In addition to gender dysphoria, Alme claims to have a body integrity disorder, citing a distance between how he perceives himself and how his body functions. I have struggled with me this. like it's a massive troll. Yeah, I have struggled with this every day of my whole life, Alme told V, a Norwegian outlet earlier this year. It's a cognitive dissonance in the same way that I experienced being a woman in a man's body. I experienced that I should have been paralyzed from the waist down. If this is not a desire to be a burden of, to society. It's about the wheelchair being an aid for me to function in everyday life, both privately and at work. Uh, the, okay. article, the article goes on for way too fucking long, but as they do, uh, th it's it's crazy. Like we've all got like played around in a wheelchair, right? And thought, man, yeah. this is fucking sick. I get to sit. I get to roll. I'm in a rolling chair, like right? A now. motorized one. Yeah, yeah. I'm in a roll wheel, uh, wheelie chair right now. It's the greatest thing on the fucking planet. And this guy's like, yeah. Uh, not only do I believe that I'm a woman, but I also need to be in this cool chair all the time. Like, 
and and living the dream. And the fact that the like the news and TV and people are just like, yep, yeah, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> You're so stunning and brave. Like, get the fuck up and fucking get a fucking job. I guess he does have a job. I also love that this article kept referring to him as as he. Because I fucking hate when it's like Ezra Miller, who identifies as she, they, uh, raped and murdered a 14-year-old girl. She uh, has not been reached for comment. Like, he's a fucking lunatic. Call him what he is. He's got a dick. He's a man. Fuck you. Yeah. 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 Um, You see, I want to be upset about it. But at the same time, I think it's really funny because it's, it's, it's a coin toss if this person actually believes this or if they're just being a jerk for the sake well, of being a jerk. I know I, I think I think it's like based on my my limited uh, study of Norway as a as a country like there's the meme of Canadians being polite but I to me uh what I've seen Norwegians are far more polite than Canadians uh, I mean just look at fucking Joel <laughs> He's Paraguayan. He is. He is Paraguayan now. The uh, so they're like they bring in all these fucking immigrants. They like have this huge social welfare system, and they're just kind of like, yeah, you don't have to work. You want to be a woman in a wheelchair? Whatever sounds good, bro. Sure. We're fucking, not paying for it. Fucking no, they are paying for it. That's the crazy thing. Like, well, you see, they're taking that money from what they would be paying for military support. For their own mm-hmm. country, by because you know they're supported, they're, they're protected by someone else. So yeah, that's that's true. I, I love the when there's always that discussion of like we're gonna have free healthcare, we have a huge military. Like we have a huge military because we're fucking subsidizing the entire planet. Yeah, we're, we're everybody's big brother with the big stick. That's yeah. why they get to have free healthcare, and uh, and we have. Well, anyway, that's a whole different whole different ball of wax. Yeah. Well, uh, that's the news segment, and this has been... The Data News Network! Definitely not fake news. And that takes care of our legal obligation this week, but you know what it doesn't take care of? Giant breast implants for teachers. Yeah, and if you want to help get giant breast implants for teachers, you can visit us at patreon.com forward slash HWIDG, which stands for... Here's what I don't get. Which is the name of the show. And over there, we have five tiers. We have the one buck tier, which gets early access to each week's episode, plus our monthly minisodes. We have a $2 tier. We throw the random bits and bobs we do now and again. We have our $5 tier. We do our monthly bonus episodes. Here's what I do get. Just like this episode, we only talk about things that we love and enjoy. We have our $10 tier. We do our monthly mo- movie commentaries. We're going to be making those up this December. And then finally, we have our $50 Spike Producer tier where you get a say in the show. You want to change the format of the show? You want to uh, add a, sp- a new bit or segment? Anything that you want, we will uh, do our best to fulfill. So uh, we thank all of our patrons, big and small. You help make the show possible. And actually, I have another Spike Producer request that I'll have to get to maybe next oh, week. Tony. You got the reference with the the... Teachers in the breast implants, right? Yeah, that that carpentry teacher that's walking around with a giant. It's breast. a guy with a giant, un, uh, unfathomably big. See, and that's that's kind of, and it turns out that guy's just trolling the system, mm-hmm. like he's doing that just to make show how ridiculous things. And that's what I think that guy in Norway is doing. That was the. Let me explain the joke so it's funny. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Uh. Anyway, well, let's get back into some do gets. Here's what I do get. Star Trek Voyager. Okay, I'm on. I enjoyed um, it. 
Star Trek Voyager was the it's actually the only series that I watched in its entirety in syndication and its original first run syndication. Um, Deep Space Nine, I was kind of late to the game too. TNG, I was late to the game too on account because of not being alive. Fetus? Yeah, and yeah, then uh, Enterprise, I bailed on in season three because it sucked. Because it sucked. Fuck, season three is such a fucking bad season of was it, television. Which season was it that ended with like a cataclysmic event? Like the timeline being destroyed or something. I can't remember. Uh, all of them. The season two ends with like Earth being attacked by this space probe. And that's the whole impetus for season three being this long, dark, miserable arc. Okay. Uh, so I must have not seen season three because I don't remember that. I yeah. just remember like after like the cliffhanger at the end of one season, I was like, you know what? I don't care. Um, but anyway, Star Trek Voyager. So in, in, in a lot of ways, Star Trek Voyager was like my first Star Trek and um and i also i a lot of people hate it people hate voyager voyager gets hated on all the time they're like uh it's not good they have all these bad episodes and they're like it has threshold the worst episode of star trek ever like nah worst episode of star trek ever is shades of gray uh it's a clip it's a clip show it's fucking terrible um voyager is to me, better in a lot of ways than TNG because TNG is like, oh, we're being attacked by the Romulans. Remember the Romulans? Oh, we're in a little thing with the Klingons. Remember the Klingons? You know, it's very, we're bringing back Bones. We're bringing back Spock. We're bringing back uh, Scotty. And a lot of fan like, service. Yeah, th- there's more <clears throat> fan service. There's more like, it's very small in its scope. And don't get me wrong, Voyager didn't do everything great, but uh, and it could have been better. I think the the original like team, the creating creative team that started it, they wanted to do the things that people complain because they're like, uh, they went into the Delta Quadrant with only a hundred torpedoes, and in the, over the course of the series, I counted because I'm an autistic retard, and uh, <laughs> they fired five hundred. They fired one hundred thirty seven torpedoes. How did they do that? They built more torpedoes. They have replicators. They have fucking rep. They're like, that's their stock. They got the materials to make more torpedoes. They made more fucking torpedoes. They had seven shuttlecraft and they blew up 11 shuttlecraft. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) They built a whole new spaceship at one point during the fucking season. Twice. They built the Delta Flyer twice in that show. Who gives a fuck, man? Stop fucking counting things like a fucking lunatic. It's a TV show. Yeah. Eat, the, eat popcorn. Enjoy show. The writers Consume wanted product. Yeah, the writers wanted the like hallways to be, be filled with hydroponic gardens. They wanted the the model of the ship to like have little bits added onto it. They wanted the sets to change over the course of the series. But then the fucking studio people were like, Well, if the fucking ship looks different every week, uh, how are people gonna know they're watching Star Trek? Because when the show starts, it says Star Trek in great big fucking letters right there at the beginning. Welcome to the show, dipshit. Like, studio executives have always thought that audiences are too fucking stupid to, le- to like live and breathe. They think you're sitting there on your sofa at home, just like mouth, mouth agape, just like, what show is this? What show is this? Like... People that, for the most part, people that watch shows back in the days when you actually watch television, uh, when it when it was on, not yeah. like I'm gonna go watch Cobra Kai now. You know, you all of it, it was yeah. it was Wednesday. 
it was like Wednesday was Law and Order night. It's it's Tuesday. Tuesday's the night we watch Star Trek. It's Thursday. Thursday's the night we watch the sitcoms on NBC. Like people had shows they watched in a time slot, and that's what they. Oh man, I got to choose between watching Lost or watching Big Brother or whatever was on the other fucking channel. Unless and, you had a VCR. Unless you had a VCR, yeah, and or instead of like, well, I'll catch it in reruns this summer or whatever for the <laughs> for the lesser shows. Uh, they seem to think that people were just like. I, they turn on the TV and they just be like, all right, I'm watching this now. All right, I'm going to change channels halfway through the show because I'm a fucking lunatic. No, I mean, people know what was on. They fucking put a TV guide in with the newspaper every Sunday. Fucking get it together. Well, some people would hop back and forth between shows. Uh, my dad famously could not stand commercials, which I get. I can't stand them either. Uh-uh. He would watch a show until the first commercial came on and he would just abandon the whole channel. He was like, I'm not watching that. And he would like flip to the next channel that didn't have a commercial on at that time. And he'd watch the next five because, you know, the commercial breaks always kind of line up. Yeah. He'd watch the next 45 seconds of that show until the commercial break came on. He'd be like, I'm not watching that. And he switched to something else. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like that channel surfing. They all know and they fucking you. The commercials are always on, even on the radio. It's like. Uh, there's a commercial on this channel. Let me change radio commercial, commercial, commercial. Com- I guess I'll fucking go back to the original channel then. Yeah. Eventually he would just give up and put in the VHS tape of the man from snowy river again. Uh, that was like his thing. Like after, after, after he would like rage quit TV, he just watched cowboy movies. So he was, a, he was ahead of his time. He was, uh, it was brilliant. Yeah, just mute the TV during your commercial break. Mr. Kill Everything Asked was Enterprise, the one that came out around 2007. It came out in 2001. 2001. Yeah, it was 2001 to 2004. Yeah, because I remember uh, recording over Mortal stuff, and the the guy, my cousin who owned that studio, was a huge Star Trek fan. I was like, hey, man, are you watching the new new Star Trek? And he's like, oh, you mean Enterprise? And he was like, yeah. yeah, And then, you know, turned to crap. Yeah, But, uh, but back to Voyager. Um, I really liked Voyager. They, because they were in the Delta Quadrant, we got to, we had to see like new alien species all the time. Mm -hmm. And and people would be like, yeah, but they, you know, did all that shit with the Borg. Like, yeah, they did all that shit with the Borg in season four. Like they, they built to doing it. And then they do a little bit of stuff with the Borg and then they continue on their fucking merry way. And then they have a couple more Borg episodes during the course of the series. And then the finale is Borg related. But, and then there's like that other, that other, uh, and the, the species, I forget, like 3889 or whatever. 8472. 8, SR71, whatever. They would uh, come in and like they were the antithesis to the Borg and the, them and the Borg. Yeah, that was that was neat. It was like a, a different different side of the coin. Yeah, exactly. And then, um, but like it, the show, the show had a lot of interesting characters. Like Chakotay was this, the, the story of Chakotay, because uh, they were like, we're going to put a Native American in the show. <laughs> and then they hired this like Native American uh, consultant who just made up everything. <laughs> I liked how instead of instead of doing drugs, he had this little thing you put on your head. Uh, the neural you, inhibitor. Yes. And then the, to like do your brain function. The the you had these like interesting characters and like the doctor kind of the things that made the one of the interesting aspects of TNG is like data's exploration of humanity and seeing like how an autismo sees the rest of the world. And yeah. they, they did that. They kind of did those same kinds of stories, the more characters in Voyager. You had like the doctor who was, who had to kind the of doctor? learn to become uh, a more, he had to exceed like his 
parameters of being he was just supposed to be this like emergency thing and he becomes beyond himself yeah uh you had um like balana has to learn to embrace her like klingonness and and put aside like all her rage and hate and and become like a team leader you have tom paris who's trying to like gain face back after doing a bad thing in the past uh yeah first duty uh and then like these characters were flawed but not they weren't flawed by being just making them bad. Like that's the way every, every flawed character now is just like unlikable an asshole. Yeah. And they, they all had their like quirks and they all, but they all had to learn and grow and they, they built relationships with each other. And even like Tuvok, he has this like huge dark past. I think Tim Russ's interpretation of a Vulcan is uh, a great character. And it was, it was just, it was like, so it felt very pure as Star Trek. And then as Deep Space Nine ended, like t- a lot of the writers from TNG went over to Voyager and then Deep Space Nine ended and those writers went to Voyager. And so it had these people that had been writing Star Trek for 14 years by the end of its run. Yeah. Th- that were kind of making something that you could watch and enjoy. And, um, and then the other thing to remember about Voyager is... Seven of nine. She's got. I was, was going to bring that up. A great set of tits. Mm-hmm. And if it weren't for seven of nine on Voyager, Donald Trump would not have been elected president. I just like the fact that she really pissed off Kate Mulgrew. Yeah, apparently they hated one another, and they like oh, made all bad. of these fucking episodes with the two. <clears throat> one, the one thing I will say about Seven of Nine in that show is that when she gets added to the show, it really starts to become the Seven of Nine Janeway show, where there's yeah. just all these episodes that are focused on them and to the detriment of the other characters. Uh, but like, there are still fun episodes in there. There are bad characters too. Like Neelix is a bad character. I fucking hate Neelix. He's like a weird. People call him a pedophile. Because, <laughs> because, because Kes, yeah. Kes is two, but like it's a species that only lives for six or seven years, and uh, until she lived to be what fourteen? Uh, no, she only lived to be like five. She oh. she dies in in a later season. She gets written out in season three, and she comes back in like season seven. And she's and, old. I remember that episode. And she's old, yeah. And she's gonna she's like trying <laughs> to stop Kes from being on Voyager. And by giving the Voyager over to the Kazon, and then anyway, uh, I just remember she got, she had to come back as a villain, and I thought that was a, a really yeah, bold move. That was a really cool move that they like. You don't you don't see that in other uh, like Thomas Riker, right? Is introduced in the episode of TNG, <clears throat> and then he comes back in in uh, an episode of Deep Space Nine, and he's he's like. He's not as a bad guy, but he's definitely a an antagonist in the story, and it's an it's a nice little payoff of that character. But you had to watch two shows to get it, and of course, yeah. everyone everyone did. But whereas, like, if you just watch that show from beginning to end, it was it was cool to bring that character back. And her character was interesting enough; she didn't really fucking have anything to do. But Neelix was awful. I don't think he was a pedophile because her species only grows to be is five or six years old. Uh, when you're two, She's you're basically full and fully grown. Yeah. What? Yeah. Why Neelix is uh, reprehensible <laughs> is because he's obnoxious. He's yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, but he does. There's a, there's a great episode where uh, no, not Tuvix. There's an episode where Neelix dies. He gets like struck by a bolt of lightning or some shit and dies. 
And then awesome. they bring him back to the ship and seven of nine is like, I can save him with nanoprobes. And so she brings him back to life and he wakes up and he's like, my heaven wasn't real. Uh, I was supposed to see my family. I was supposed to see all these things and none of it was there. It was just darkness. And then I woke up and he has this like whole crisis of faith and wants to kill himself. And you're just like, come on, Neelix, do it, do it, Neelix. And then he's like freaking out. And Naomi Wildman like calls him on the intercom and she's like, uh, Neelix, I need you to read, read me a bedtime story. And he just puts aside all of that shit. Because he has like responsibilities and things that he has to do. He has people he has to be there for. And so it doesn't matter what's going on in the next life if like he can make things work in this one. And I'm like, that is such a cool story to tell. Like that's that is what sci-fi is for is to tell those stories like, what do you do with the crisis of faith? You just keep going. That's that's all you can do. And and make the world that you're in as, as best as you can. Um, and so it, it was... It's it's just not I feel like it's underrated. People hate on Enterprise because of the theme song. I think Enterprise is a way worse show than Voyager was. And as they continue to churn these shitty shows out one after another and just ruin character after character after character, like the the tide of classic Star Trek just keeps getting higher as far as like, look at the content they were able to create. Look at the stories they were willing to tell. Sure. There's one episode where they turn into space salamanders and they leave a bunch of babies on a planet. It's fucking weird episode. There are a lot of fucking weird episodes. There's an episode of deep space nine where they get trapped in a board game. I remember that like Jumanji. Is that good or bad? Yes. And no better and worse. (laughs) Outer rain, move along home. There's an episode, there are episodes of Star Trek The Next Generation about Deanna Troy. I mean, awful. And then there are episodes where a fucking mom shows up. And here's another reason why Voyager may be the best series. Major Barrett Roddenberry is not fucking in it. She fucking shows up in D Space Nine as Luxana. She's all her fucking TNG as Luxana. By Voyager, she was fucking dying. And she was not in that show at all. Fucking heaven. I, I'm surprised they didn't find a way for her to like show up and just fucking ruin shit with her. In somebody's dream or something. Yeah. yeah. Just such an obnoxious woman that the Luxana Troy character. Um, and another thing about Star Trek Voyagers, they have a kid character, Naomi Wildman, little mm-hmm. kid wandering around the ship. She's like learning science stuff from seven of nine. She's like, Neelix is her godfather. She's kind of, she wants to be the captain's assistant. And like most of the time, kids characters in shows are just obnoxious. And she's actually there's an episode where um, she her mom is lost on an away mission and she's doing this this uh, holodeck simulation like kids kids bop. But in the holodeck where uh, the this fire monster attacks this magical forest and kills flotter who's a water like spirit Mm -hmm. and she's like that happens and her mom's missing and she's dealing with all this stuff and it's actually like a really compelling episode for an episode that's about a child yeah um like they made so many episodes about wesley who's basically an adult and he is just the again the fucking worst well it says will wheaton so that's true I mean, he's an absolute train wreck of of a part um didn't seven of nine end up getting adopting like a bunch of board kids Towards the end of the show, yeah, they find all these board kids on a on a 
cube that's been disabled and they take him back to, to they uh, take him back to Voyager. They end up finding where the kids like home planet is. And then one of them, Echeb, they find his home planet. They give him back to his parents and you find out that his parents put a virus inside of Echeb and sent him off to go get uh, assimilated by the Borg. And that's that. what disabled the cube. And then Echeb is like, I don't want to live with my parents. I want to go home with you guys. Echeb applies to be in Starfleet. He's like a, an interesting character. And then they put him in Picard for 10 seconds and they just fucking execute. They horribly tortured him and then they fucking executed him. And you know why? Because the actor that plays Echeb is a fucking Trump supporter. Yeah, makes sense. Um, man, any, any, any Star Trek after basically after Voyager was garbage. Yeah. The movies have been garbage. The show has been garbage. Um, refresh my memory. Wasn't like a significant portion of the crew actually marauders in the first episode, like yeah. Chakotay, uh, Balana. So the inciting incident of the series is that uh, <clears throat> Chakotay is a Maquis raider and Voyager is sent to go capture him and both ships get thrown in the Delta Quadrant by the t- caretaker array. The Maquis ship ends up being destroyed taking out something uh and they're all then integrated into the crew on voyager so like balana uh chakotay seska and then there's a couple other like minor characters that are all mckee people that have to like learn to live with starfleet and and adopt those things and, and get an inexplicable pardon for being terrorists yeah well uh there's a, there were a lot of mistakes were made in the delta quadrant <laughs> Let's put it this way. (laughs) Janeway is probably considered a war criminal on a lot of planets on that little path. Yeah, I mean, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, uh, we want to send another another mission back into the Delta Quadrant. Janeway, are you interested in commanding that? Oh, fuck no. No, no, I can't talk to any of those people anymore. No, that that, that bridge is burned. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It was it was a unique show. Like it was there. I remember. Go ahead. Unlike Deep Space Nine, where Deep Space Nine is like all these little mini arcs and there's really this long, there's a, there's a lot going on there. It's kind of in the one place that show, it should have evolved. Like, I, I don't disagree. I wish that this, I wish that the ship had like started having little bolt on things. I wish that maybe they had been a little more lax and that they're not wearing the Starfleet uniforms all the time. I wish that they had hydroponic gardens in the hallways, but if I just like picture that in my head, when I watch the show, I'm like, this show would be way better, but I still like this show that I'm watching right now. Well, it was, it was good TV for the time and I haven't watched it recently, but I do remember. So I I was in high school when it came on, I remember enjoying it. Of course, my mom was a huge Trekkie when I was a kid. So, um, I remember watching it. I remember enjoying it. And then, uh, when I was in my, I want to say my early twenties, and I was out of school and I was working a job and I'd get home late. It would be in syndicate like reruns. And so like between that and Frazier and like Conan O'Brien, I would have my noise in the background of other things that I was doing. Uh, and I remember watching most of it again at that point. Yeah. Um, it, was, it was good. It was like, okay, I'm, you know, Star Trek's on. I uh, remember this episode. This is a cool episode. I'm going to, I'm going to listen to this while I'm like playing guitar or whatever. Yeah. And I, I think it gets unfairly chastised for its couple of like bad episodes and it's, but it's people pretending that all the other shows don't have bad episodes. Yeah. I mean, there were, there were bad episodes in the original series that 
you, because they they took risks with the, the, the stories, and when you take risks, you're gonna you know you're gonna get a couple of bad ones. It happens. Yeah. So anyway, that's my do get Star Trek Voyager. Um, I in a lot of ways, it's my favorite Star Trek show, uh, more so than than any of the others. So, uh, but uh, that that's it. That's my last do get. That's our last do get for this week's episode. So until next time, I'm Tab Burt. I'm Uncle Buck. Catch you guys next week. Bye-bye. If you want to call into the Here's Why I Get Hotline, call us at 704-750-9434 and tell us what you don't get. Or you can visit us in uh, the Discord under the voicemail upload channel. Uh, I've got a voicemail here for you that was called a couple weeks ago. Hi, Buck. Hi, Tab. I'm calling hey. because um, this is Player Four. Calling because nobody, uh, nobody ever calls in on the Buck episode, so I thought I'd say what's up, Buck. And um, yeah. I don't know. I guess I just asked for a story that didn't really fit into the show. Uh, maybe you could tell us something interesting. You're an interesting guy. What funny thing happened to you or enraging thing? Preferably enraging. Goodbye. Um, I have all sorts of enraging stories from work. With that, or should I? I don't know. I don't. I don't have anything. I, I wasn't prepared. You've caught me. Uh, caught me on the back foot, man. Um, at work, I used to run this machine called a palletizer, and I got off of it for a long time, and then I had to get stuck back on it, training people, and then when people are out, I have to cover it again, and it's really infuriating. One of the infuriating things is you rely on other people to provide things that you need. So I needed a certain brand of trailer at the door to load. Uh, we're running really, really, really hard. Uh, if I don't have this trailer at the door in like five minutes, I'm going to be putting product on the floor, which means I have to move it twice when the trailer does get at the door. So I text my switcher, and I'm like, hey, I need this trailer at the door. And 30 minutes go by and the trailer that's there, the loaded one goes away and nothing comes back. And uh, I noticed the the other switcher, the kind of like the, the new guy was the one that pulled it away. And 30 minutes later, I've got like three quarters of a, of a full trailer on the floor that I'm going to have to rework now. And uh, so I just kind of find my way into the front office and I see my switcher sitting there. I see his yard dog out on the yard and I'm like, hey, um. Are we are we out of this brand of trailer? He goes, oh no, we've got four on the yard. It's like really, because I need I need one at the door like half an hour ago. He goes, oh yeah, I don't know where that guy got to. And I'm <laughs> I'm training I'm training I'm training a guy right, the new guy that's going to be on third. I'm stuck back there training him the, the second half of this week. So um, we finished the conversation and I I turned to him and I'm like, hey, so what did you notice about that conversation? And he goes. I noticed that guy sitting there in there on his ass with his truck on the yard and four of those trailers that we need. And he's not doing a damn thing about it. I was like, very astute. What else did you notice? <laughs> he goes, I noticed he threw his underling under the bus. I said, very, very smart. Now, what does that tell you about this guy? And he goes, that tells me that guy is a bitch. And I was like, yes, yes. That is what you need to take away from all of this. Everyone is miserable. That's a, a quick learning curve on that. Yeah. I mean, it's, I don't know, man. I used to have all sorts of radical stories, but what do you do? Yeah. Uh, I don't have, I haven't had anything that made me a rage. This week has been, uh, I, we actually, so we're, we had a show that loaded out on Sunday. I've been cha- changing the theater over for the next show. 
And I expected it to take, I I expected us to be there until 11 o'clock Sunday night. I expected us to be there until six yesterday. And I expected us to be there until eight today. And uh, we were finished with everything by about two o'clock today. And we left at 930 on Sunday and we left at five yesterday. So like we've been, we've been sailing through this. And the only thing I can, the only credit I can give to it is that in like the last time I've had to do the same call, the same call structure type thing, I only had myself to supervise the crew. And this time I had two other people to help like supervise the crew and organize and break into projects. And so we just like blasted through all of it. It's been uh, really great that it wasn't this huge stressful ordeal. Yeah. I don't know what oh, I did. I did know what non-stressful work was like there for a little bit. I do have one other funny story about work. This one's even funnier. You're going to like this one. We have a, 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 a quality manager who showed up about a year, year and a half ago, whatever. Okay. Okay. Gal, whatever. Um, but some things started going South at the plant and she came under a lot of scrutiny and without diving into a, a whole bunch of stuff, she was under a lot of stress. So I was back in the receiving where I just pushed a button and trucks unloaded. And there were some other things like unloading real cars or whatever. But one of the things we had to do is test certain ingredients for certain toxins. Okay, fine. We have a little laboratory there. It's not hard. Um, so when I uh, end up leaving that area to go on to my other duties, uh, I, apparently I was the only person working out there who actually knew how to run this one particular test. The guy on second shift, like I've, I've trained this guy that's going to be the replacement out there. But this one product that we do this one test on only comes in like once every two weeks. So I, and I only got to train him for four days. That's kind of ridiculous. So I go, I'm training this other guy back on the palletizer. Uh, the second shift guy is supposed to be finishing his training and the second shift guys never run this test. So all of a sudden I get a, a phone call from him. He's like, Hey, what are you doing? I need you right now. I'm like, uh, what, what's wrong, dude? The second shift guy called me. I need you right now. I was like, what's wrong? Please get back here. Quality manager, her underling, uh, what happened? Audio only. Um, quality manager, all this stuff. They're back here. We're trying to run this test. Nobody can figure it out. I'm like, okay, I go back there. I show him how to run the test. It's no big deal. A couple of days later, he stops me. He's like, Hey, did you hear about the trouble I got in? I said, no. So apparently just before he called me out there to show everyone, including one of the big bosses of the facility, how to run this test that she, you know, probably, she had Should instructions on yeah. well, she had instructions on how to run it, but they couldn't read the instructions correctly for whatever reason. Um, he goes, yeah, so I, I kind of got in a lot of trouble because while they were out there trying to teach me how to run the test and they didn't know how to run it, I told them this was like the blind leading the blind and they got in for verbal assault. <sighs> Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and according to him, when he told her, this is like the blind leading the blind. You have no idea what you're doing. Her phrase or her response to him was, why do people keep saying this to me? <laughs> uh, you're she's, an idiot. A, she's a nice gal. Uh, I think I have, I have a lot of thoughts, yeah. but, um, but yeah, at that moment he got in trouble because he hurt her feelings. Like there, that is straight up exactly what happened. Yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah, why do people? Apparently, she got mad enough she kicked the door. I don't know that it, hearsay. It's what I was told. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, that's another funny story. Sorry, continue. 
Anyway, uh, cool. I've got a couple more voicemails here. What's up, Tab? Uh, Matt from Minnesota here. Hello, other guests. I'm not sure who's going to be this week. It's uh, me. Shaco, maybe? I think that's who's up on the rotation. Anyway, uh, swing and a miss. Uh, I just want to say. Technically, he was right because this this was from last week, but we didn't do voicemails oh. last week because I had no way to get the soundboard into the call with Joel. Gotcha. Thanks for okay. releasing all this bonus content this week because with Carl fucking up New York, uh, sorry, I'm at work, so I'm doing shit while I'm talking to you. Uh, so while Carl fucking up his New York live show kind of put me behind on my podcast schedule, I ran out of stuff to listen to. And you really come through. So thanks a lot, guys. Have a great day. Yeah, no problem. Um, we need to get together with Tim and do some more of that. Yeah, I have yet to do any bonus content. Uh, here's another one. Joel, yeah, fuck, I already screwed that up. But anyways, uh, if Cool Story Bro was a person, Joel Chaco would be that person. I uh, fucked that up. That sounded retarded. Sounded better in my head, but trust me. <laughs> Good story, bro. <laughs> uh, you see, that's what happens when you try to throw shade at Joel. It, it always comes right back on you. Yeah. Like the dude's Teflon. Nothing nothing sticks. In season six, episode 13 of the classic American documentary series, Mr. Ed. Ed goes to college. He wants to be a doctor. He does this by standing outside the window of the classroom and watching the instruction. He even goes to a surgery being done, puts on his mask, and watches until blood makes him faint. Later, he opens an unlicensed medical clinic in the garage. He treats chickens and goats and cattle and elephants. Here's what I don't get, though. And there's a scene in the bedroom where there's Wilbur and Carol. Wilbur ain't hitting that. I mean, she got them to be the TV. <laughs> you ever watch Mr. Ed? When I was a child. Yeah. In reruns. Like when I was taking a bath and uh, it was on Nick at Night. <laughs> Uh, should, should, should Wilbur have been hitting that? I yeah yeah I can only half understand him. Uh, I guess sure why not? Because I don't get why are tabs locked so hard to open? I stole your keys from the past three weeks. None of them worked. I tried to hit the door. It didn't work. I went and got a hammer. I tried to destroy the door. It didn't work. I got this lock picking set for Halloween. It didn't work. I tried everything. I've been down there for twelve hours and it still hasn't opened. What what locks are these? You change them every day? It doesn't make any sense. You see, you messed up by getting your lock pit for Halloween. Yeah, they're they're uh they're Heisenberg. Party City lock picks are terrible. Yeah. They're they're Heisenberg locks. They can either be uh you can either like observe where the pins are or you can move the pins, but you you can never like actually unlock them. Quantum locks. That would be neat. All right, let's see if I can do this one without screwing up. So after listening to Joe Chaco's conspiracy theories about how celebrities are all Satanists. They are. I wonder 
if people feel the same way about me when I'm telling them that the how the Holocaust is, you know, real and how it didn't happen, you know, it makes you think. So here's the funny thing. I was still uh, on YouTube. I, yeah, yeah. So so um I was uh I was listening to this episode kind of late. It was like two days ago. Uh it might have even been yesterday. And I got to Joel's issue and I'm listening to it and I, I, he he held back a lot of things. So while I'm listening, I'm like live uh on uh on signal, like, dude, you forgot to mention Michael Aquino, you forgot to mention this. Oh, you should really look into this. He's like, dude. It was in my notes. It was in my notes, but I couldn't use them. It was in my notes. Dude, 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 chill. It was in my notes. I know. I know. I was like, but, 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 but the knowledge, the knowledge. Uh, it was a great time. Uh, uh, yeah, that, that was a, a rough episode to get through with the, the losing the internet out there. Uh, yeah. But we managed to do it. I like that's That, that was kind of cool. Well, you see, he lost the internet because of the globalists. The globalists. Oh. Goblins. Uh, yeah. The only problem, Mister, because everything said you should stream on Odyssey, so I can say the things I want to say. The only problem with streaming on Odyssey is that you have to pay to stream there. So, like, you get you get their like cryptocurrency. Here. You get your you get your currency uh, for views, and then you use you spend views in order to get to do streams. So, we did. I, I did stream on Odyssey a couple of these episodes. No views, no currency. Uh, anyway, it's 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 also not like directly integrated with Streamyard, probably because they're like this is a hate website. But it's it's easy enough to like add it to my Streamyard. Um, Can we start streaming on Twitter? Uh, we don't have a Twitter account. Make it. I've, I've been trying to get it unbanned. I saw I keep, that. I keep sending them messages or I call them racial slurs and tell them that daddy Musk told them to give me my account back and they, they just don't respond. I've, I've legit been having so much fun. I'm not misbehaving to the level that other people are. Yeah. I'm not using, I'm not using slurs that would get me in trouble in my real life, but I definitely have been like saying things that you couldn't say on Twitter or Facebook or anywhere else for a while. And yeah. it felt good. Uh, what pisses me off about uh, the, the stories about that is they're like use of the N word went up 500% on Twitter without using like an absolute value. Cause if you had, if one person said it and then five people said it, that's a 500%, 500% increase, yeah. but it's still like, Oh, that's not really a problem. Like what's the number? Did we go from saying it a million times to 5 million times? That would be like 6 million times of saying that word. And I just don't think you could say it that many times. in that's such a short period of time. That's all I'm saying. There's a lot of letters in there. Even if you were at the the keyboard 24 hours a day, just typing and typing and typing and typing and typing. I don't think you could say it 6 million times in just a couple of days. Maybe probably not even in a few years. Yeah. You'd have to have, uh, I mean, it's the math doesn't work out. It doesn't work out. Yeah. Uh, Here's another one. What makes you think? Here's what I don't get. Talking about fucking Godzilla movies. Oh man, this is fucking ruining your podcast. Please, if you're going to do the tapping about Godzilla bit, just tell us how long it will be so at least I can skip forward to the end. Otherwise, I'm not going to bother listening anymore. Thanks, guys. Bye. You need a, you need a certain music or sound that plays in the background while you're doing that segment. So you can just skip forward every like 10 seconds at a time until you stop yeah. hearing the music. 
That's a good idea. We should do that. Then I can do that in StreamYard easily when I switch over to this other brand. If you're watching in StreamYard, I, I have this whole thing set up to be uh, gabbing about Godzilla at a moment's notice. Yeah. Uh, for everyone listening, Tab asked me if I wanted to gab about Godzilla tonight. And I was like, yeah, but I've never watched any. So I'll talk about them. You have to uh, watch it. Be, it's a, it'll, it's, no, th- no, it a will format. be uninformed. It will there's be a, uninformed and I will make a complete ass of myself and everyone involved, but I will do it. Yeah, it's uh, it, it, there's a whole that, there's a whole format. Anyway, the the point is like we did the Gavin about Godzilla uh, for spite. So the spite's been done. We bookended the the pod fading of another Godzilla podcast. Fucking Tony went out for tri- Halloween dressed as me yesterday. I saw that. By the way, fucking identity identity theft. And he's I like, no, 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 I'm a failed YouTube streamer. I'm like, that's a fucking Mad Cuts <laughs> costume, and you know it. Oh, uh, that's pretty funny. Yeah. That's so pretty anyway. funny. But hey, that's that's a compliment to a certain degree. It is. No, it was like when I saw it, I was like, I never really thought that I would ever be uh, costume worthy. This is great. I love it. Uh, yeah. So, anyway. Like, there's no one going around dressed as Uncle Buck. I can tell you that much. Not yet. Although, you know, I, every time I drive a forklift, I go like, I'm Uncle Buck. I'm Uncle Buck. And everyone goes. What does that not, mean? Like, yeah, uh, there's 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 weird stories about. So I used to wear like the like the, the hat that John Candy wore in the movie, Uncle Buck. You know, that the fur hat. I used to wear that at work. No, because I haven't seen any John Candy movies because John Candy should have been ground into fucking meat by his parents. Talk I mean, about you're not fucking wrong. unfunny. Yeah, you're not wrong. But um, and I've actually never watched the movie Uncle Buck. Uh, but um, you see the pictures, and so I was at work one day, and it was after we had started doing the show, and I was wearing that, but I had on like a a, a MAGA hat underneath it at work mm-hmm. because we could do that at the time. And so my supervisor comes up and goes, oh, I see you're wearing the Uncle Buck hat. And I was like, how did you, this is before anyone at work <laughs> knew I was doing a, like, because that, was, that was back when you still couldn't say that kind of stuff and stay employed. Right. Yeah. So he goes, I see you're wearing the Uncle Buck hat. And I was like, how did you hear that name? How did you hear that name? Tell me now. What do you know? What do you know? And do I need to look for another job? Tell me now. Tell me now. Tell me. He's like, you know, the John Candy movie. I was like, oh, my God. Oh. Okay. Where did you hear that name? Where did you hear? <laughs> yeah, I was like, I, I I had this moment of like, oh no, my internet antics have caught up to me in real life. Yeah. So um anyway, yeah. all right, we have one last voicemail from Andy this week. Here's what I don't get. Signs that lie to you. So the other day I saw a sign that originally had said prevent on the first line and child abuse on the second line. But some good Samaritan had come along and painted over the P-R-E in the first word. Well, I've been having a rough day, so I thought the sign saying vent child abuse was a very good idea. Now I have a court date. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. I can I can see how that would work. Yeah, probably we should probably disavow disavow abusing children. No, I'm pro abusing children. Okay, just just so we're clear. Yeah, uh, your kid is a piece of shit, just like you, and you need to hit it so that it will stop being a piece of shit to everyone around it. I know so you haven't have that the- you haven't seen yeah. the new Halloween movie, but the beginning of the new yeah. Halloween movie, uh, the, the one that you guy kept getting wrong, yeah, 
kills uh, a kid inadvertently. And like I'm you're watching the movie, the kid's a piece of shit. So when the kid gets killed, you're just kind of like, thank God. <laughs> it's like in the dark night when Rachel gets blown up. You're just like, oh, this movie just got <laughs> ten times better. Well, she was she was hideously ugly anyway. Um so I'm guessing you had that like in that episode of Breaking Bad where uh what's his name? Uh the psychopath. The young psychopath that Todd. Got, yeah, Todd. I couldn't remember his name. Uh Todd turns around and, like smokes that kid in the face. You just like, <laughs> just, like turn, did you have that reaction when you saw it? Yeah. Like bang. <laughs> I just I could just see you doing that. I, I once I, I like to laugh in at inappropriate times during shows. So yeah. Well, that's it. I, Those are our voicemails for this week. Uh Thanks, everybody, for listening. Join us again next week. No Hate November continues. Uh, Tony will probably be here. He's probably the one that's in next week. I mean, he's, he's like, scheduled. You just have to hope that the timing works out. I mean, to be fair, it's the same way with me. Well, oh, yeah, yeah. The, we were going to do it yesterday, and then I was like, Right before we were going to record, I got this text. It was like, "Hey, we're going to this part. This like bar has this big party. If you wanted to come out," and I was like, "Yeah, I would love to go to a Halloween themed event rather than sit in my basement like a weird talking outfit. to a fat guy in a Ghostbusters costume." Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I get it. Now, for me, scheduling is always really hard. So, uh, thank God for little miracles. Yeah. Well, until next time, everybody. We'll see you. Peace. <laughs>